The Others by C. M. Saunders First dates are weird. That whole feeling out process. Did it ever occur to you that in the early stages of a relationship, both parties are just putting on a front? You're so keen to make a good impression that subconsciously or otherwise, you modify your behavior, best foot forward and all that. The result is that you both end up falling in love with a false representation, a rose-tinted reflection. And when the facade melts away is usually when most relationships start to crumble, if it even gets that far. It usually doesn't. Not for the easy-come, easy-go tender generation. We watched our parents swallow the bitter pill, work hard in jobs they hated, and slowly suffocate in loveless marriages. It just made them cold and cynical. Us? We want everything here and now, baby. We'll pay for it later. Maybe. Marilyn with two N's was late. I expected that. It's what girls do, right? Just to exacerbate the situation, I arrived early. I grabbed a window table and a latte and sat in Starbucks playing with my phone for 40 minutes. Did a little swiping. Okay, it was mostly swiping, but in my defense, I usually swipe left. I'm picky. Besides, if I hooked up with someone else whilst waiting for her late ass, it would be Marilyn's own fault. Eventually, she arrived. She must have spotted me through the window and recognized me from my profile picture because she came right over, her slim, petite figure gracefully weaving through the tables, an anxious, slightly apologetic smile parting her painted red lips. James? Sorry I'm late. Got on the wrong bus. No worries. It happens. I slid off my stool and stood to greet her instinctively holding my hand out for a formal handshake. Marilyn took it and gave it a brisk shake. Her skin felt damp, clammy to the touch. Not that it detracted from how beautiful she was. The most striking thing about her was her hair. Black, shiny, and cut into a neat bob, it perfectly framed her face. Flawless skin, almond eyes, and a cute little upturned nose completed the image. I told her to take a seat and left her guarding the table while I went to the counter to grab her a coffee and a refill for myself. She asked for brood, with six packets of brown sugar. Six. Obviously, I dropped a lame line about her being sweet enough without all that sugar, but she just gave me a tired smile, as if she'd heard it a hundred times before. When I came back, I found her sitting with her back to the wall, looking around skittishly. I completely understood. I was anxious as hell, and I was a grown man. I can only imagine how much more vulnerable women must feel when, every time they go out, they risk another hashtag MeToo moment. It wasn't like we'd been chatting a long time, only a few days. But we hit it off, and it just so happened that we were both heading to town the same day. It was like fate. She looked a little relieved to see me, and I immediately tried to put her at ease by keeping it light and talking about the usual random stuff. 
The Weather, Love Island, Ed Sheeran's new single, which we both agreed wasn't quite as good as the last, but would probably still sell two million copies. After a while, Marilyn thawed and began opening up a little. We moved on to her second cup of coffee and my third, while we talked about our favorite holiday destinations, our friends, and our hopes for the future. Only when I asked whether she'd had a happy childhood, did a shadow cross her face. The question seemed innocuous enough, but its effect was extraordinary. She stammered, opened her mouth to say something, then had a change of heart and closed it again. You can probably imagine the kinds of things running through my head. A broken home, divorced parents, an alcoholic stepdad, schoolyard bullying, some awful childhood illness, the death of a sibling, some form of abuse. Sensing I might have just inadvertently hobbled myself, I apologized, and in an effort to get things back on track, asked her what her favorite book was. Weak, I know, but I was really struggling with my game by this point. The day had started so promisingly, and now I could feel it all slipping away. Marilyn was unimpressed. From that point on, our conversation was stilted and awkward, a fact reflected in her body language, which became increasingly guarded. Before long, she was sitting ramrod straight with her arms folded. She may as well have been holding up a big sign saying, get the hell away from me. It was all one-way traffic, and pretty soon I decided to cut my losses. I drained the dregs in my coffee mug, thanked Marilyn for her time, and stood up. Don't leave, she said. I paused in the act of putting on my coat, confusion creasing my brow. Why? Because I don't want to be alone. I sat back down, one arm in my coat and one arm out. Normally, I would think she was just some chick yanking my chain, but something about her demeanor persuaded me otherwise. She bowed her head and looked up at me, those big almond eyes flickering with the merest hint of desperation. I should have walked out anyway. I should have left that Starbucks and never looked back. But you know what they say about hindsight being a wonderful thing? As it happened, I sat back in my chair. I suppose I owe you an explanation, Marilyn said, her voice faltering. There's no need. I wanted to know, of course I did. But at the same time, I didn't want to make things even weirder than they already were. Looking back, I firmly believe there was something else at play too. Call it instinct or intuition. But on some level, I knew that this was a turning point. There could be no going back. You can't unknow something. And sometimes ignorance really is bliss. You're going to think I'm crazy, Marilyn said looking around anxiously, as if expecting to find someone watching her. Us. Sounds good, I said, offering an enthusiastic grin by way of encouragement. Thing is, as crazy as it sounds, this is part of me. I had a good time today, and 
I want to be open and honest with you. If this thing is a deal breaker, you never have to see me again. Oh, come on. Whatever it is can't be that bad. I dated a girl who had chronic flatulence before. That raised a small but genuine smile. So, come on. Spit it out. Okay, well... Marilyn paused to gather herself. I see... stuff. <laughs> what kind of stuff? Dead people? I said, referencing the famous line from Sixth Sense. I was hoping to lighten the mood, but my attempt fell flat. I keep forgetting not everyone is a connoisseur of cheesy 90s horror flicks. If only it was that simple. Then what do you see? Others. Other what? Other things. What kind of things? This conversation was going nowhere fast. Aardvarks, mostly. Those animals with big long snouts to eat ants? They walk around on two legs like people, wearing clothes and chatting to each other, except they're bigger than I imagine them to be. Wild ones, I mean. That was unexpected. I laughed so hard it was more of an uncultured guffaw. Someone on the next table gave me a disapproving look, and my hand instinctively went to cover my mouth and nose in case any unsightly snot came out. That wouldn't be a good look. <laughs> this girl had a sense of humor. But wait, Marilyn wasn't laughing. Instead, she just sat there, arms folded, eyes cast down. I knew that look well. It was a look of abject disappointment. Suddenly feeling very insensitive, along with confused, I sought clarification. You're not joking. Marilyn shifted nervously in her seat. Why would I joke about that? For one of the few times in my life, I was truly lost for words. After an uneasy silence that stretched for perhaps half a minute, though seemed much longer... I gently prodded her. Do you see anything else? Apart from giant aardvarks walking around wearing clothes? Marilyn looked up and planted her elbows on the table, leaning forward in her chair as if she were about to tell me a secret. Yeah, I also see a lot of huge rabbits with top hats and brown bears, seven or eight feet tall, wearing tuxedos or suits, as if dressed up for some important social event. Sometimes I see them wearing pretty dresses, yellow or blue, but not so much. I watched one juggling colored balls once. Faster and faster he went, until the colors were nothing but a blur. He never dropped one. Another time I saw a civet, think it was a civet, with the big round eyes, this one was bigger, though, like as big as me. He was wearing clothes, too. Or she. It's hard to tell. I mean, I guess what sex they are by the clothes they wear, but I'm not sure if I'm just being presumptuous. You know, they could be gay. Uh, could be, I volunteered. I didn't like the look of the civet, to be honest. He looked kind of edgy and sneaky. 
like he would rip your face off as soon as look at you. I see a lot of normal cats, too. Mostly ginger ones. Isn't that strange? I mean, I know it's not the same cat I see over and over, because I see them in groups sometimes, but they're almost always ginger. And a little overweight, if I'm honest. Wearing people clothes and walking on two legs? Well, obviously. I mean, I know a normal cat when I see one. And these aren't normal cats? Do they sound like normal cats? <laughs> no? Then there's your answer. Her words were washing over me like water. I couldn't grasp them all and derive their meaning. I was snatching for them, but they were coming too fast. I needed time to digest all this. Looking back, I think I may have been lapsing into a kind of mild shock. Everything took on a kind of surreal quality, and I began to wonder if I was dreaming. Are you okay? I heard Marilyn ask. You've gone a bit pale. I'm fine, I lied. Must be all the caffeine. I hope I'm not freaking you out. Of course not. I've heard freakier, I said, even though I really hadn't. I'd heard more disgusting, like the time Billy Lehman saw some guy fall and hit his face on a metal fence. When he got up, his eyeball was hanging halfway down his cheek. So, more disgusting, yeah, but straight up freaky? No, this was on another level. I was still hoping she was playing some kind of practical joke on me seeing how far she could push it. But as the minutes ticked by, that scenario became more and more unlikely. With that idea debunked, it left only two other alternatives. Either she was delusional, like madhouse crazy and probably dangerous with it, or she was telling the truth. Despite a growing sense of unease, I had to know more. Some hidden, dark part of me demanded answers. Where do they get their clothes? I asked. Do they have special shops selling oversized animal clothes? Or do they use Amazon like everyone else? Marilyn looked me dead in the eye and blinked once, twice, then said, The hell should I know? And where do they live? Do they have little houses? Communities? I think you're missing the point, Marilyn sighed. So what is the point? The point is, I can see these things everywhere, and I know other people can't. Can you? No. Look, she nodded her head toward the street outside. Do you see that massive penguin walking past, wearing a sombrero and carrying a cane? I looked. Of course I looked. Even craned my neck to look both up the street and down in case I'd missed it. All I saw was the usual random assortment of people scurrying past. No, I don't see it. You know what I think? What? I think... We can all see this stuff when we're kids. Animals, too. I often see babies laughing and pointing at the others. The parents just ignore them, think they're playing. 
Is that what you call them? The others? Yep. I think as we grow up, we lose whatever ability we had to see them and they fade away. They're still there, of course. Babies and animals can see them, but they become invisible to us and we forget our childhood experiences. You know when you're a kid, everything seems normal? Yeah. The thing with me is, I never lost the ability. I still see them. Maybe there are other people who still see them too. I think there must be. I can't be the only one ever. But if they talked about it openly, they would sound so crazy they'd probably get institutionalized, so they keep it to themselves. Do you know what a furry is? People who dress up as animals for fun? Yeah. Well, sometimes I think that's an extension of it. Or like related somehow. I don't know. I don't have all the answers. Did you tell your parents about the others? Of course. Lots of times. They called them my imaginary friends. Right then, I realized they couldn't see what I could see. It was hard to talk about after that, so I hid it for years. But I hope that by telling people about it now, people like you, I might find someone else who can see them. I don't even care if they lock me up in a nuthouse, because I get the feeling that's where I'm most likely to find other people like me. So... Are these things from another dimension or something? Who knows? Do you talk to them? I have done before. What, in English? No, in Ukrainian. What do you think? Sorry, I was sorry nothing. If you don't believe me, fine. I get it. There's no need to be facetious. I wasn't being f whatever you said. I'm genuinely interested. I bet you are. So, what did you talk about? The weather, mostly. Oh, very British. Indeed. I mean, what else are we going to talk about? Most of them are strangers to me. You wouldn't just walk up to some random person in the street and start talking to them about personal stuff, would you? Guess not. You know what's weird? Most of the others don't even pay us grown-ups much attention. They just go about their business, and we go about ours. I guess they take it for granted they can't be seen. Or maybe they just like being invisible. Sometimes, I think... What? Marilyn suddenly looked embarrassed, as if, until now, she had been saying perfectly normal things. Sometimes, I think they can shapeshift? They can what? Shapeshift. You know, make themselves look like anything they want. Maybe it's about my perception. I'm not following. Well, maybe the others appear as these weird animals with human traits to me. That's just how I perceive them. But another person might notice them and see something completely different. That's when I look at aliens, ghosts, shadow people, demons, fairies, and all this other supernatural stuff, and I think it might all be the same phenomena, or at least connected. So do you believe in any of those things? I don't know, I replied. Aliens, maybe? It's pretty naive and spectacularly arrogant, 
To think that the only intelligent life in the whole infinite vastness of space lives here on this little floating rock. Very true. So if my theory's correct, if you believe in one aspect, you believe in them all. Then how come I don't see massive penguins walking down the street wearing sombreros? Because you're not looking. And even if you were, maybe you would see four-foot gray aliens and flying saucers instead. God help me. By now, everything Marilyn was saying had a ring of truth about it. Maybe it was her sincerity and the conviction with which she was talking. Whether all this was real or not, she obviously believed it was, and that made it real to her, at least. Most of them. What? she asked, raising an eyebrow. You said most of them are strangers to you. So? Well, what about the ones which aren't strangers? Something flickered in Marilyn's eyes, and she glanced away self-consciously. What about them? Have you ever really gotten to know any of the others? I have. So tell me about it. What do you want to know? For the first time, Marilyn's tone was defensive. I don't know, I stammered. What did I want to know? I guess, are they dangerous? Are people dangerous? Some? Well, it's the same with the others. They all have different personalities and are all separate entities. Some are good, some are bad. Very bad. What have you seen them do? Well, there's Bad Panda, who gets... Gets what? Forget it. I shouldn't tell you. Anyway, this has been fun. I should get going now. Maybe we can do it again. If I haven't weirded you out too much, that is. She suddenly got to her feet and looked around nervously, as if checking the coast was clear, before her eyes settled on the exit. I couldn't let her go. Not like this. It felt like she'd been telling a very long joke and was about to leave before delivering the punchline. You've told me this much, I protested, and I'm still here. I think I deserve to know the full story. Marilyn paused and looked me up and down. Are you sure? Yes. Except suddenly, I wasn't. I wasn't sure at all. Might as well get this over with now. This way we don't waste any more dates, if you think I'm... She took a breath. Bad Panda is, well, a panda, but bigger, much bigger. Not that I've ever seen any other pandas, but I doubt they'd be eight or nine feet tall like him. He sometimes wears sunglasses, which is funny. He wears ones with bright red frames. If he didn't, you wouldn't even know he was wearing sunglasses because of the black around his eyes. She chuckled coquettishly, covering her mouth with a delicate hand. He's so cute sometimes. If he's so cute, why do you call him Bad Panda? I've been seeing him ever since I was a little girl. He's one of the few I can talk to, 
We always understood each other, not just in a language way, but in every way. He's my friend, like you would call your cat or dog your friend. She seemed not to have heard my question. I was about to ask it again when her face darkened. The thing is, he gets jealous. Hates it when I spend time with anyone else. He can't always process his emotions, so then he lashes out. And he gives you a hard time? No, but it does make dating sort of hard. She sighed. Clearly, this was why she'd seemed so distant all night. He doesn't want to hurt me. He loves me. He'd never hurt me physically. He just gets angry at other people easily. When he gets really angry, he can sometimes cross over and affect this world. It's the strangest thing. Rare, I suppose. I always took it as a sign of how deeply he cares about me. Affect this world how? When I was little, this kid down the block, Michelle, she used to pick on me. One day, she tried to make me eat worms. It was terrible. Then she took off on her bike, but she fell. Well, he pushed Michelle off her bike. I know he did. I saw him do it through my tears. She didn't pick on me anymore, at least. He was even more possessive when I played with boys. There was a boy in my street called Timothy. He was a nice enough boy, but when I started to see him every day, well, one day, Bad Panda picked him up and threw him against a wall. Hurt his back really bad. After that, I didn't play with Timothy anymore. You know, to protect him. That's what Bad Panda wanted, I suppose. Timothy said later it felt like a gust of wind had blown him over. But I think he knew I was responsible somehow. I could tell by the way he looked at me. I'll never forget that look of fear. So, he protects you? Mostly. It gets worse. I got filthy drunk one night in my freshman year at college, and this guy I liked took me home. We woke up in the middle of the night after we'd had sex, and the bed was shaking. Violently shaking. This guy couldn't see Bad Panda, of course, but I could. I've never seen anyone run as fast as that in my life. Needless to say, he never came over again. Then there was Adam, my first real boyfriend. What happened to him? Never mind. You seem like a real nice guy, and if you want to go out again, I figured you should at least know how protective and jealous Bad Panda can be. It's something we both have to take into consideration. Marilyn? Yeah? Does Bad Panda know you're here with me? Well, he kind of knows where I am most of the time. Follows me around, see? Like a big cuddly stalker. I saw him standing in the far corner for a while. Marilyn nodded at some space behind me. I turned to look, but of course saw nothing out of the ordinary. He's gone now, Marilyn clarified. I think he just came to check on me. He was trying to blend in, bless him. As if a giant panda with red frame sunglasses could blend in anywhere. <laughs>
I tried to join in the laughter, but all that came out was a strangled murmur. There was a sinking feeling in my stomach. Marilyn, I didn't tease you or anything, right? I mean, will Bad Panda come after me? Not sure. You don't even believe me anyway, do you? I, I never said I didn't believe you. I... I let the words trail off, unsure of how to finish the sentence. Look, I told you everything, so call me if you want to have another date. Just keep what I told you in mind. And I meant what I said. You seem like a real nice guy. I just hope you really are, for your sake. And then, Marilyn really did leave. I watched her waltz out of the Starbucks, swaying her hips and flicking her hair as she went. She didn't look back. Seconds later, I saw her pass by the window and I swear to God she was looking up at something and smiling broadly. Something I couldn't see.